Guys, do you want thicker, fuller hair? Do you desire lustrous, luscious locks that you can run your fingers through? Maybe a full head of hair makes you feel attractive. Perhaps a full head of hair boosts your confidence and self-esteem. Whatever your reasons, if you have started to experience hair loss, there is good news. Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash fuller. Do it today and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash fuller. Back to Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. What up? We are back. Old School. Text line is lit up like a Christmas tree. Five four five five. He says, one thing that drives me crazy is everybody saying that our next coach must have power five head coaching experience. I would say the second, third, and fourth best coaches in the entire country right now, and Kirby, Dabo, and Day are all first-time head coaches. Dabo oh, was even point. a wide receiver coach. Sounds familiar. What do you think about that there, Nathaniel? All right, I'm going to say, one, let's pump the brakes because the next thing we're going to do is we're going to set up expectations that he needs to be Dabo Sweeney. No, no, he's not saying uh, that. No, I'm just saying, like, let's say I, I don't want to make that comparison because I think it's a bit unfair to Mickey. But I understand the point that he's saying in the case that Dabo came as a wide receiver coach and he has turned out basically about as good as he possibly could have asked for. Better. Just yeah. think of how many coaches have been hired and fired since Dabo took the job. Or got the job. Probably 90% of And did he get the job five. in the middle of the season kind of like Mickey? No, I'm pretty sure he starts it. Well, his first season was terrible. I remember right. that. And he's won, what, two national championships? Yeah. And recruit. And then here's the thing. Here's the great thing about Dabo. I got Trevor Lawrence. Which, you know, he's still suspect at best. He saw that he needed to change his program and become more physical. And he set out that next spring because they, they got boat raced by Alabama. from a, They could handle him skill-wise. Physically, they got beat up. Mm-hmm. So he understood the game that he needed to, to adjust to. That's the difference between Clemson. Now, of course, they have great players. DJ Uyunglele. But they're not. But other teams aren't haven't caught up to, to be physical with them. As, as physical as them. He, he's demanding physicality. Along he's, just a, he's just a good coach. Yeah, yeah but the, what, what I'm saying, though, Nathaniel, <clears throat> is his ability to take a self-check you get to the national championship. Some places just think even once you got there, you essentially you won a national championship. Yeah. Right? So <laughs> he didn't just rest on his laurels. He's like, we got our butt kicked. We need to go back to work in the spring, and we need to get more physical in the spring, which in turn is going to let them have three three defensive linemen go in the first round that one year and one get drafted next year in the first round. That's what you're talking That's the leadership that you want, not somebody just being satisfied with being okay. And that's what Dabble did. You hit it out of, out of park. They must have saw something in his leadership skills from a wide receiver position, Coach, that 
that he could take to be the head coach. Now, was there growing pains? You dang sure there was. Was there, yes, there, was there was. experience challenges? You dang sure there was. But what did they do? They stayed the course with it because they had a long-term plan. And if it didn't work out, then they would have had to make a move. That's all there is to it. You only like When you're in these positions to hire people, you only can hire the person for the situation at that point in time. There's no guarantee that if we hired Urban Meyer – that it was going to be that is going to be successful. Now the chances might be higher because he's done it before. Well, it's certainly higher. Okay, but that's in theory, because Urban Meyer, I'm sure, has burned a lot of bridges. The competition is way more thicker. Okay, and you're not coming in here with a plethora of athletes like you did with Ohio State, where you have always and Florida for that in Florida, right? And just have first round picks everywhere. That's not going to happen. You're going to have to start essentially at Bowling Green. Does he have the energy and want to, does it? That's the that's the biggest question is everyone yeah. keeps throwing out Urban Meyer. Why are we so convinced that Urban Meyer wants this job? Like who I don't know. like who I just think, said think, Urban Meyer wants the job? I, if you asked Urban Meyer right now, he'd probably say he doesn't want the job. The current state of the program, are you kidding me? Uh, I don't know. And then I don't here, know about here, here's that. also my man Trundle says he says Dabble's able to get the players there in Clemson, South Carolina doesn't even have an airport. What that also says don't this is here I don't want to hear anything about you know you can't get guys to come here you can you guys got to have the guy that, that's going to go out there and get him. You got to be the closer. Coach Osborne was a closer. I'm gonna tell you the story about Coach Osborne. Here's the deal. Hmm. I liked Coach um, Barnett at at that at that time at Northwestern. They were at they just went to the Rose Bowl. Right, they had uh, Autry the running back, Fitzgerald was linebacker. It was a magical year, right? So the, the when when Coach Osborne and Coach Brown and Coach Young came to my house, um, Michigan State came in the year be, or in the day before or the night before, but that night it was uh, let me it was Iowa first, then Northwestern, and then Coach Osborne. But here, the Northwestern one went a little bit long because I really liked him, right? And the big holdup was, could I handle it? How are you going to get me in there academically? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, hey, we, we, we don't need to go anywhere. Northwestern's a good school. Yeah, and it's hard to get in there academically. <laughs> hey, you know, get me in. You better pull some strings. So that was the conversation went a little bit longer, right? The head coach and uh, I forget who the, the running back coach was, that they passed Coach Osborne walking up to my house, right? snow and so they had to see each other met with coach osborne he called me up the next day and he's like do we even had a chance because we saw coach osborne there other coaches know when i saw to it was over to's about to go down to a national championship game he's coming to see me it's over they're not even close and so when you talk about dabble or a coach you want you want somebody that's able to close x's and o's is over you're a head coach. Now you need to know everything and need and have your have an opinion because you know football, right? But dibble dabbling and all that stuff and footwork and all that stuff—that's what you're paying these other dudes for. Yeah, it's true. That, but that doesn't mean that you don't know. That means you oversee everything. But that's what you're trusting your staff to do: work on the fundamentals, hold people accountable, make sure everybody's on, playing on the same playing field. X, Y, and Z—the expectations that are coming down from the head coach to the position coaches, sip, seeping down to the players. Down to the equipment staff, down to the janitor, everybody. I'm telling you, when we were when we when we were playing, everybody's the, everybody on here is, is everybody sometimes gets so bent out of shape about the '90s, right? Oh, let's stop living in the past. Well, it's not about living in the past. My national championship rings ain't going nowhere. 
My Hall of Fame ring ain't going nowhere. I could care less. But the things that we did to be good is the only way you're going to win a football. We've tried it every single way, right? Bo did it right, you know, except for in the big games. I think it was just a little bit of a challenge. Okay, that's fine. You know, we understand that. Okay. Now, we can't. We went to we went Grandpa Mike, right? Nice Mike. That ain't work. We went to, you know, like kind of like the Oregon way. That, that seemed not to work. At the end of the day, at Nebraska, until you want to line up and play white-knuckle football and be physical, you're, you, we'll, we'll just be banging our head against the wall. That doesn't mean that you can't that mean that doesn't mean you can't stretch the field. That doesn't mean that you can't do read option or RPO or whatever the you know the fancy new offense is. But until you want to line up and play some football, right? When it comes down to it, and we're seeing it going to coming down the hat, the the back end right here, five games in a row, not a lot of fanciness going on, right? Michigan's not fancy. Illinois is not fancy. Wisconsin not Minnesota fancy. Minnesota is certainly Min- not Minnesota fancy. ain't fancy. And Iowa ain't fancy. Th- those are the teams. That you got to – I mean, you got to – at the end of the day, all that stuff that's that's fine and dandy, that's a kind of like your, you know, non-conference stuff. It's all fine and dandy. But when you got to knuckle up, why do you – you know, your boy Brian Kelly, why do you think LSU end up boat racing about 25 points? Mississippi couldn't withstand the physicality of that game. And then what happened? They scored 45 points. So if LSU averaged 45 points for the rest of the year, would you, in your opinion, would you think that would be a high-powered offense? Yeah. On paper, yeah. Well, well okay, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. If somebody said, here, your offense is going to average 45 points a year, game one to game 12, that's a high-powered offense. Yeah. Okay. They still get to it. When Alabama was winning national championships, or they still are, but when they were first winning national championships, they still were scoring 37, 38 points a game, 40 points a game. Just because it, you, you, it, you break the game open at a different time. Everybody thinks just because you score a lot of points and everybody gets dumbfounded about, like, you know, when a team scores 70 points. and That's not happening when you play against real competition. That ain't happening. What do you, I mean, USC was running through everybody, you know, spotting people 14, end up winning by 28, go up to Utah. Yeah, you were up by 13 points. You punch in the mouth. Right. Then we're going to keep punching you, and that's what, guess what? You don't feel like crossing the field that much. You're not getting open as fast. The games get as the and then those as those games get tighter, then they have to play football. So I think I think once we get to get to that point when you talk about leadership and stuff like that, that's the stuff that you gotta do. And it's gotta be something you gotta live every single day. You can't just decide when you're rolling up to the stadium and see all the fans and you do the what is it, the senior walk or whatever it is, that you're gonna be physical. It's just gotta be the way you yeah, it's gotta be the way you roll. Well Iowa does what Minnesota does. Works every year. Yeah. Let's, let's see what my man Pecan Pie says. In today's world of college football, can a program redshirt all incoming linemen? That, to me, is how you start building a program. Well, it depends if they're good. You know? Um, you know, it just kind of depends. I mean, if the dude's good enough to play, you play him. But you can't depend on him. You would, you would rather not have to depend so much on Teddy Prochaska where you're essentially anointing him like he's Orlando Pace. <laughs> right? Straight up. You would like to yeah. say we have a really good guy, really good young freshman that's going to play some in a year or two. He's going to be a dang good tackle. Are for kids willing to do that now, though? That's the question. Because I, I feel okay, like that but, was the okay. culture that you guys established. And that was like, at well, the time, you know, it, it was established great. because when I looked out there, I saw Troy Dumas and Jay Foreman. Right. Period. But I'm saying now with the transfer portal and NIL and but all that okay. stuff, I just don't right. know if kids are going to be willing to do that. Right. I was, That's okay. the problem. You know what? I'd, where are you going to go? 
if you can't play here, first of all, Ohio State don't need you. All right. No, they got it's almost five star. Okay, five star over there. Right, Donardo, Jerry Donardo from the Big Ten. When he went around and saw that, did his like you know campus visits in the offseason, He said Minnesota had the best roster that he saw top to bottom up until that point. Now he hadn't been to Michigan and Ohio State, but he had been to Penn State before. Well, Penn State don't need you, right? They don't, unless you're really special. Minnesota probably doesn't need you, right? Iowa doesn't do a lot in the transfer portal, right? Wisconsin, I don't think, does that much. So then I'm going to ask you, okay, so so if you're not willing to play behind or split time with somebody that's better than you or as good as you, what do you – What? I mean, what do you – you think you just – this is a pit stop to go to the pros? Like, if you do, you just got this whole concept of football wrong. And that's part of the problem with the transfer portal because you have hundreds of kids that just sit in it and never move. Yeah, it's the vortex. I know, and that's that's the only thing I'm saying is like in the, in the current nature of college football with the NIL and transport. Like, I'm just worried that if you tell a kid that from being recruited, he's going to say no. It's just tough. It, it's just it's just a different. What telling them what? I'm look. You're not telling them you're going to come in a redshirt because there's plenty of guys that come in as freshmen. Oh, Braylon Allen, okay, guy with yeah. They had no seventeen idea. years old. Right, seventeen years old, kind of like a throw in. I think he was a linebacker in high school. <laughs> And then one guy got suspended. The guy that's supposed to be starting had attitude problem. The other guy got hurt. Well, you played high school running back. Yeah, sure. And ends up. <laughs> it's just a matter like of time before he goes the Big Ten to, right. Rushing. Yeah. So you're, I don't think any coach is gonna say okay. No matter what, when you come here, right. it's a re- unless it's somebody that's a true project, right? Whereas like even like myself, right? So say if I was getting recruited now, yeah, they they would probably say you know what, yeah, you you, you know you're a good football player, but you need to get bigger, faster, stronger. You never lifted weights before. That's the reality that that I knew coming in and had you know had to come to terms with. But if somebody comes in and can play, we're not in a position not to play good players. But you just don't want to depend on all freshmen. So another hot topic. This this text line is off the chart. I can't even keep up with it. So we're gonna go to a quick break. We're gonna be back and then one more quick segment before the end of the end of the hour. So this is old school with Jay Foreman rolling solo today. We'll be back in five minutes. Watch Old School Live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.